Amen. Hey, was that, was that awesome last week? How many enjoyed uh, Gather for Him and the team? And that's so cool. And Brother Bob and, and, uh, uh, and Wednesday night. I hope you didn't miss Wednesday night. First Wednesday, rock. Brother Glenn ministered the word. Give him a hand. Come on, give him a hand. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, download the new app. It was really cool to be in Hawaii and to be in church at the same time. And we all sat there, and the palm trees were just waving in the breeze, and we were, we were worshiping with y'all, and it was like 80 degrees or something. It was awesome. It was, it was, it was awesome. We are so glad to be back. But I got to tell you, it was really weird when we first got there, and everywhere we went, uh, they, they had these shirts and signs, and stuff was just everywhere, and it had a really interesting font. But it took me a while, because it, it, everywhere we went, it said Alachoa. And I'm thinking, Alachoa, what has he done, man? He has made some investment in Maui or Alachoa everywhere. And then I realized, oh, it says Aloha. And so uh, then I wasn't impressed anymore. But, uh, you know, it's just great, 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 great to be home. There's nothing like being where you're supposed to be. Hello? I said there ain't nothing like being where you're supposed to be. Amen? This is where we're supposed to be. Amen. And there's nothing like knowing you're headed to where God wants you to be. And, and, and today, I, I just got to tell you something, man. All of this time, you know, I've been talking to God, sitting out there just soaking in the rays, but talking to God and spending time, you know, uh, hearing from God about you and his plans for you. How many know that God's been thinking about you? And he has plans for you. And the plan is to prosper you. It's not to harm you. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. And, and, and his plan is to give you hope. And his plan is to give you a future. And, 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 and that he, he is going to, he, he just continues to talk to me about the fact that he's going to restore even the years that the enemy has tried to take from you. Even the, thing, even the things that you thought were lost. See, if you're in Christ, the, the deal is you really, you ain't lost nothing. Well, yeah, but I spent seven years out there wandering. Yeah, but God's going to restore, and, and, and restitution includes an increase, and, and the end result's going to be better than your current condition. God's plan for you is an amazing plan. But, but I know that it can be frustrating to know that, 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 that there's the spot, I believe, that, you know, that God wants me to be, and, and to see it in your spirit, you know, and, and, and to, 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 to possess a dream or a vision and, and, and to see a, a snapshot of where you're going, but to almost feel as though you're locked out of it. You know, to feel like you're separated from the very thing that God wants you to have. God, you know, God, according to Isaiah 32, 18, my people are supposed to be living in a peaceful habitation and, and to be in a house of chaos and know that we're supposed to have peace, but all there is is chaos. And, and, to, and to sense that separation and to feel that and sometimes feel like, like, like there's nothing you can do to get what God, you know, it's, I know it's the promise of God, but man, it's not producing in my life. And to experience that frustration, I just want to tell you something. What you got to do is you just got to keep moving forward, okay? You just got to keep moving forward. You know, a lot of times when, it, when we're thinking of restoration, we think we got to go back and get what we lost. You know, restoration with God don't happen by going back. He, he, he has, his plan isn't about your past. His plan is about your future. And, and, and you got to trust God. You got you to get a faith in you, a faith that is so strong, it is so convinced that no matter what the circumstance looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like, none of that changes the reality that I'm stepping forward into the very thing that which God has called me for. I'm not, I'm not going to be denied. Hello, somebody. 
I'm not going to be tonight. I am on my way to a breakthrough. I'm on my way to prosperity. I'm on my way to a healing. I'm on my, come on somebody, I'm on my way to a to a restitution. I'm, I'm on my way to a restoration. I'm on my way to a renewal. I'm on my way. Look at somebody tell them, I'm on my way. Oh, come on, shout it. I'm on my way. Shout it loud. I'm on my way. See, the enemy wants you to think that where you are is where you're going to be. You're stuck. No, I ain't stuck. I'm moving forward. Come on, I'm going over. I ain't going under. And I ain't looking back. Right? No, I'm going to the very thing that God has called me for. See, he said, and, and, and oh man, I love the word of God. He said, he said, you know, I was having a dream about the future and I saw where you fit. And I started shaping you and molding you so that you could fulfill my purpose and, and you would fulfill my dream. You, you are God's idea. Don't be shocked that there's opposition. Don't, don't, be, don't be put off because it isn't easy. Man, I'm going to tell you something about God life. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. But there's got to be something that separates you from, from all the people that ain't going nowhere. See, there's a lot of people that ain't going nowhere. There are a lot, can, I just, can we just be real? This is the first service on Sunday morning. Can we be real in this one? Okay, there's people in church all over the country right now that ain't going nowhere. You, you, do, you do not want to be like the average guy, okay? Do not be like the average church attender in America today. Listen, man, let me talk to the men for a minute. Man, don't be the average church. The average church attender is a 57-year-old female. That's the truth. I've done my research. The last thing man of God. Now, and if you're a 57-year-old female, you're supposed to be that. But if you're not, you ain't. And, and, you know, we're always trying to fit in. God didn't call you to fit in. He called you to stand out. He's equipped you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive on the inside of you. Man, and it ain't so that you can just make it through another couple of days. Man, you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. You have the ability to get out of bed on a daily basis simply to demonstrate Satan's defeat. When you rise up, it should be in, to, you know, a humiliation to hell. Don't, don't be the average person that's so hyper-focused and, and, and constantly you know, complaining about stuff that ain't right. Opposition is what makes victory sweet. See, if you want a great victory, you're going to have a little bit more than a little battle. You can't have great victory, but only experience little battles. What you have to do is you, you just have to make a determination that, you know what I'm going to do, is I'm going to move forward, and, and I'm on my way to the very thing that God has purpose for in my life. You could be flat broke right now. But on the inside of you and down in your spirit, you just know that God has called you to be insanely prosperous. There's a desire in you to be a blessing to those around you. You want to finance the kingdom of God, but you, you, but you ain't got two nickels to rub together. Well, just take the first step. Just start moving towards that call that's on your life. 
You just know that it's in there. And, and just, just refuse to stay where you are and start, and just be faithful. Just be faithful. Just start being faithful in all those little things. I mean, just be faithful. Hey, let, let me tell you something. You might be flat broke, but you know that you're gonna, one, day, one day I'm going to be a millionaire. Well, start. you might want to start by getting a job. Well, there's a lot of people that are waiting for God to, like, drop off a check. And call, see, it's faith without works is, see, you guys know the Bible. Faith without works. Well, I believe God's called me to ministry. Now, I'm, I'm going to be a minister. I, he's called me to ministry. I'm going to lay hands on the sick, and, and they're going to be raised up. Well, you ought to at least come to church. How about you find your place and just start being faithful? And when you're faithful in these little things, you know, go to work. Show up, on, show up on time. Be a little early. Stop complaining about the boss. Stop expecting him to pay you to not be there. Uh, I see those white hankies. Work harder. I wish you could see your faces. Don't act like they owe you. Well, he ain't never done anything nice for me. He's never told me how much he appreciates me, how grateful he is. Did you get paid? Because if he paid you to work, he just said thanks. I don't know why I feel stuck right here. You want God to bless you, but you act like you work for that guy. And the Bible says, do everything you do as if you were doing it for the Lord. So the guy who might very well be mistreating you, but you don't work for him. You work for God. And if you can't represent God well, at McDonald's, there's a real good chance he's not going to open up some industry and let you be a main player in it. You need to be faithful where you are and then watch God open doors to greater opportunities. Yeah, but I've seen in my spirit what he's called me to. That, I think that's how God works. God takes a snapshot and shows it to you, and you have the ability to say, oh, I can do that. I can do, I can do that. You know, there have been places uh, and seasons, moments, really, moments in time that uh, God has opened up doors and, and allowed us to be uh, exposed to things that were above us, and, 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 the, and the decision had to be made, uh, I, we can do that. I, I, I can do that. I, I can do that. Now, now, it takes a different mindset. It takes a different, uh, you know, set of uh, structure. It, it's a different, it, it, you know, you have to develop, you have to prepare for it. But I can get ready, and then when the door opens, I'll be able to do those things. And, and, and you know, and, and, you know it's, it's going on right now. You know, God's showing us greater influence in our region, and, but he's showing us what it looks like. And, and, and I have to make decisions, say, I can do that. I, I can lead at that level. I can, I can make those harder decisions. I, I, can, I can look back at, at, the, at the people around me and say, guys, you got to step up. you you got to come up here. You can do that. And, 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 but you, you got to look at it and say, I can do that. you got to quit looking at life thinking, I can get away with this. 
See, that I can get away with this mindset killing you. But you got to look at the thing that God's called you to and say, I can do that. And you start, and you, and you start moving towards it. And you start getting yourself ready. Because, because, listen to me, the thing that God has called you to has actually been designed to keep you out of it. Well, that don't make no sense at all. Yeah, well, the, the place that God's called you to live was designed to prevent you from getting there. And if you want stuff easy, you're going to have to settle for less than what God has for you. Matthew eleven twelve. 12, from the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, the violent take it by force. There's got to be a, an attitude, a spirit that you develop that's not the average spirit if you want above average experience. There has, to be, there has to be something in you. You know, uh, Jehoshaphat created ships of Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they went not for they were broken to Ejon Geber. Uh, uh, you know, they, he created ships to carry gold, but they were Ejon Geber's two words, backbone. They didn't have the backbone to face the storm that was trying to prevent them from reaching the gold that they were prepared to carry. If you're going to carry the cargo that God has created you to carry, you're going to have to get a backbone. You, you're going to have to get smart. You're going to have to have some drive and some passion. You're going to have to engage. Yet, on the other hand, there's other things you're going to have to disengage from. You know, if you're just getting started off in this thing, and, and, and you know, and I mentioned this last night, but then when I got home and I was just, you know, kind of going over it in my mind, I realized that, you know, it's not just the newborn believer that struggles here. But it's especially hard for a newborn believer because uh, uh, we, we don't tend to recognize how influential the relationships we have in our life are. You, you know, you have to be, you have to be wise. Uh, there, there's this thing called relational wisdom. And you need to get smart about who you're walking with. Just because they got a Jesus t-shirt don't mean they're a good guy for you. Hello? You know, uh, uh, the, the Bible says, you know, whatsoever he does shall prosper. How many have heard that? How many would like that? Same 3%. Okay. Um, whatsoever, he do, whatsoever he does shall prosper. Man, that, that's a promise. I want that promise. I want that promise. Actually, it's more of a command. Whatever God puts in your hand, you're not accountable to God simply for that which he places in your hand, but for the potential that's locked inside what he places in your hand. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been gone a while, so it's like I'm teaching like nine messages today. And, I, and I'm pumped because I'm, I've been hearing from God where he wants to take you. But, but I, I want to give you some little nuggets that might really help you get there. The Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates that day and night. And he's like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, and his leaf does not wither. And whatsoever he does prospers. See, blessed is the man, blessed, the word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance, to be positioned by God to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. When you, when you are walking in the blessing, you, you, you do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You, it's not, you're not blessed because you don't walk there, but because you're blessed, you refuse to go there. 
Yeah, I'm not going to listen to a bunch of ungodly counsel. Why? Because I'm positioned by God, not by people. And so I'm not concerned with what people think, and, 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 and I'm not trying to win the opinion of, of a crowd, and I'm not trying to please people that are going to change their mind in 30 minutes anyways. I, you know, no, I, I, I'm, I'm here, I've meditated the, day and night the Word of God, and, and I'm living a life to please Him. And, and uh, well, Yeah, but the Bible says that there's safety in a multitude of counsel. There's a difference between counsel and opinions. And, and there is not safety in the multitude of opinions. If you, if you go out and gather a bunch of opinions, you're just looking for somebody who will agree with you. When you go to counsel, you want to find someone who knows the Word of God, who can explain the Word of God, who can show you how that Word applies to your situation, and who can stand in agreement with you on that Word. That's getting counsel. And not, not find, well, I, I got nine people who agree with me. I don't need to tithe. Well, you just sit over, you know what bothers me? I'm just, this is Sunday morning. You know what bothers me is a bunch of people who, who, who are just looking for anything they can get away with. I don't have to tithe. Well, you're, you're such a consumer. You're, you're like a leech. Sitting in a chair somebody else paid for. Coming to service, where's my water? Knocking children out the way to get your free ice cream cone. I can't wait to baptize you. Now, he doesn't stand in the way of sinners. Can I just suggest to you, just a suggestion. If we can't tell the difference between you and the lost, you might be standing in the way of sinners. See, the guy who's positioned to win and succeed, that's not where he takes his stand. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. See, the scornful are those which criticize anything that rubs them wrong. And that happens a lot with Christian folk. And you got to be careful. See, if, you, if, you, if, you're just, if you're just born again, let me just tell you something, that, that you making it to where God's called you to be uh, you will never arrive at destiny alone. It's, it's so relational. But you've got to have the right people. You've you got to have the right relationships in your life. You know, that's why when, hey, when, uh, uh, you know, the grow groups launch, you need to sign up. You know, you, you, you need to participate. You need to, you need to jump in fight club, and, and uh, whether you're a man or a woman, you need to participate. You need to connect, and you, need, you, you know, you need to be, in, in, uh, you know, around some godly people. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, though, that, uh, that some of those people also, you know, they're out there a little bit, too. Then they, They're going to need you. But it's so relational because the, the, you got to understand this, man. The thing that God's called you to, it was designed to keep you out. But you got to have a different spirit. You read the book of Daniel, Daniel, over and over, Daniel. There's something about Daniel. What was it? Well, he, he had an excellent spirit. He wasn't like everybody else. You know, you read through the New Testament. You find out that, that you know, they're giving instruction in the church, and, and he's telling them, hey, don't worry so much about how you comb your hair or, or the way you wear your clothes, but develop the right spirit. 
See, God, God's attracted to the, to the right spirit. And, and, and God will give you a snapshot of where he's taking you. But it's going to take the right spirit to get it. And in, in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, uh, we're going to put these up for you. It's, it says, uh, the Lord spoke to Moses. He's talking to his leader. Look at what he says. He said, uh, verse 2, he said, send out some spies and have them go, have them go take a look at where I'm going to lead them. Have them, have them look into the land, man. Just send them out there and get some, get some leaders and, and let them go look at this and, 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 and evaluate the promise that has been given to not only them but to their, to their fathers and, uh, uh, before them. And, man, I'm taking you guys somewhere awesome. Have them go check it out. And, and go, go later this week and, and read all of that. But, but drop down uh, to that next verse I gave you, and it's 31. But the men who had gone up, said, we are not able to do this because these guys are stronger than we are. But you know what? We, we look like grasshoppers. Now, now get this. These people were not like strangers to the power of God. They had been brought out of bondage by a mighty hand. They had seen signs and wonders. They were kept warm by a pillar of fire at night, protected by the sun by a cloud during the day. They get up every morning, go outside, and breakfast is on the ground. They, they were wearing shoes for 40 years that never wore out. You really think they were scared of tall people? No, they had a spirit that hadn't been developed. Something in their spirit that they had neglected to develop. There was a couple of other guys. There are a couple of other guys. You know, remember Joshua and Caleb. And, and the Bible goes on, and in chapter 14, verse 24, the Bible goes on, hey, there's something different about Caleb. He has a different spirit. He has followed me fully. I'm going to take him in. There's something about, something about people with a different spirit. Something about, something about people that refuse to just be normal. See, because when you see the place that God's taken you and you recognize, uh, you know, the, man, God's taken us in. He's given us, he's, this is the promised land. Yeah, but look, man, there's giants in that land. Look, look, look at Jericho. It's not just a wall. There's walls, brick and mortar. It, the, the whole thing has been designed to keep us out. Yeah, but God has called us to go in and possess. See, the word possess means to drive out the previous tenant, make him poor, and dwell in his place. The, the area of your life that God's leading you to, yes, there's enemy present, but God wants you to drive them out, make them poor, and take up residency there. To take back what the enemy has tried to rip from your grip, you go get it back. God said, I'm going to give it back. See, we think that if God begins to restore, that he's going to drop it off at the house. No, he's going to empower you to fight the battle and win. And you can't be intimidated because the enemy's been spending a bunch of time at Gold's Gym. You know, he, he, he's all muscled up. Oh, well, yeah, but there ain't nothing stronger than my God. 
I'm not just here because I'm here. I'm here because God's called me here. I'm here because God's chosen me to be here. I'm here because God has placed me here. I'm here. And you got to get this mindset. You got to have this reality. Hey, this, this marriage that God's called us to, He didn't call us to tear it apart. He called us to rock it for Jesus. This business that God's called us to build, He's called us to, to be prosperous and, and, and to influence the region and to employ the ungodly and bring them to God. These, this, this city that God's called us to live in, it is not just to exist in. He's called us to rule and to reign in this place. This is just a different mindset. Listen, if you head down to the country club, we're going to have dinner at the country club, you're probably going to have to wear a jacket. I know you're going to have to wear a collared shirt. And you might say, well, I don't wear collared shirts. Well, then you ain't eating at the country club. There's a protocol over there. You know, there's different areas of life that you want to get into. Well, then you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to get yourself prepared. You're going to have to get ready. You know, you, you want to be effective. You want to have a ministry. You, you, you want to fulfill a calling. Well, you ain't going to be able to live like somebody who ain't got one. You're going to have to start living like somebody who knows what they're called to. You got to elevate yourself. First Peter 2, nine. Some familiar scriptures. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special people. You are chosen by God. You are chosen by God. Well, you can live like you ain't chosen if you want, but if you want the benefits of being chosen, then you've got to Step into that realm. You're chosen. You know, uh, I want to come back to this verse in just a minute. But first, uh, can you give me Matthew 22, 14? Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Well, we're a chosen generation. Well, wait a minute. A generation that's chosen, how can there be few that are chosen? Well, see, this translation, uh, let me put it to you this way. Many are called, but few are willing to make the choice to answer that call. There's a bunch of people in this room who have been chosen, called by God to to live a life, but there's a lot of people in the room that won't make the choice to answer that call because they, they're focused. See, they have a spirit, but it's, it ain't the right one. See, and what I'm here today, see, I, I'm not super gifted at, like, comforting. I don't know if you picked up on that. You know, you can experience, well, I, I, I don't want to belittle your pain, but I just don't want, you know, to... to draw out the time you waste after it. Why? Well, because you're called by God, empowered to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Can the battle be overwhelmed? Yes. But I I have the ability, my mind has the ability to maximize 
or to minimize. The Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Well, we magnify our sorrow. We magnify our pain. We magnify our problem. No, that's what you're supposed to minimize. See, I, I just want to help you minimize that because I know you are able to take the land that God's called you to take. You are able, but you have to be you, you have to break that mindset that, well, I can get away with that. You got to stop thinking that way and start thinking, I can do it. I can do what God's called me to do. I have the ability to walk in this anointing. I have the ability to fulfill this call. I have the ability. I have the power. I have the strength. I have the support. I have the provision. I, I have what it takes to accomplish this. And I'm not trading the call of God so I can be a slacker. Go back to 1 Peter 2.9. You're chosen. You're royal. You're royal. Royalty. Royalty. Stop living like a commoner. Well, I'm free to do anything I want. You're an idiot. When I decided to follow Jesus with no turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. The word decision comes from the same root word as incision. It means to cut away. When you decided to follow Jesus, you gave away your right to make any more decisions. I don't get to choose anymore. Why? Because I decided to follow Jesus. So he's making my decisions now. I seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing, his way of being right. He takes care of all that other stuff that's pulling on me. No, you, you're going to lose this. No, I can't lose. Why? Because his plans have prospered me. I know that his will is good, perfect, and acceptable. So I don't have that choice. You, you do realize that if you are a king or a queen, there are certain activities that you are no longer going to participate in. Why? Because you're royalty. And royalty don't live like street trash. Oh, you're messing with the way we live now? You're going to start meddling in our life? Absolutely. Because you're trading your call for some stupid momentary experience. Stop feeding your flesh. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're waiting for God to make new things happen. No, you got to kill the old guy. If you're in Christ, that old way of life is dead. It's not I that live no more. It's Christ who's living in me. And I now live the life. Hello, somebody. Well, I knew this was going to be popular, but I had no idea. I was going to need, like, bulletproof something. 
You have, you have to make a decision that, you know what, the call that God has for me, uh, I'm going to make the choice to live like I'm called instead of going through life. See, here's what many do. See, remember, remember the scripture I quoted earlier that, uh, that narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, but there are a few who find it. It's not easy. It's kind of difficult, but you have the ability to do it. But our culture and our society is hung up on this thing, and, and, uh, and I'm going to use a word here in just a minute, and it's kind of offensive sometimes in church. It starts with an F. It's the F word. I'm going to use the F word in church. Be careful. Okay, forgive. Okay, there it is. Um, and, and, and what we have is an epidemic in, in, in our society, and you want to just you, touch your neighbor and say, he's almost done. Okay, but you, you need to get this. You need to get this because uh, we have an epidemic in our society and all we want to, you know, there's so much instruction, so much, and it's great stuff, but listen, I don't think that it will behoove you to live and focus on the fact that you are forgiven. See, the forgiven mindset has a motto, I can get away with this. I can do anything I want. Because God will forgive me. See, I can walk in darkness and be forgiven. And you can, but you ain't supposed to walk in darkness. You're supposed to walk in light. And I got to tell you a little something, something is about the more light you get in your life, the less forgiveness you depend upon. See, the Bible doesn't say four times that the just shall live by forgiveness. It says the just shall live by Oh, you do know the Bible. Okay, so the, the just shall live by faith, not by forgiveness. But if you can get hung up on forgiveness, that that, then you live like you're saved instead of living like you're called. Let me tell you something. Oh, man. If you ever get a revelation, you're called. You ain't ever going to worry again about being forgiven because let me tell you something about the called. They are forgiven. Okay, I never, ever lay around worrying about, oh, man, you know what I did. No, I already know I'm forgiven. I am forgiven, but I'm called. I don't want to live like I'm forgiven. I want to live like I'm called. Why? Because to get to where God's called me requires faith. And faith is the ability not just to believe regardless of circumstance, but to obey regardless of consequence. And so in order to walk in this level of obedience, it's going to take faith. It's going to take faith to get to the place God's called me to be. Now, I can live outside that place and still be forgiven. You can settle for some glad morning when this life is o'er. I'll fly away. I want to do a bunch of damage while I'm on this earth. Okay? I'm not laying up for myself treasures on the earth which rust eats away, but I want to lay up treasures in heaven where rust and moss can't get to. Let me read you a passage real quick. Numbers 14, 20. This is the Lord talking to him. And he said, I have pardoned I'll grant forgiveness. See, here's the deal. Is God was so frustrated with his people that he wanted to kill them. 
And Moses said, ah, maybe you ought not do that. Because us people down here are going to say, well, you made a promise and you couldn't keep it, so you just killed him instead. And God says, okay, I'll give him forgiveness just to make you feel better. But look at the next verse. As truly as I live, the earth's going to be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because why? Because my word don't return void. No word from God will fail. But, verse 22, but because these men who have seen my glory and the signs, and they put me to the test ten times, they do not heed my voice. Look at this, 23. These are the people who are forgiven. They're forgiven, but they ain't going in. You can live outside the promise, and you be forgiven. But if you're going to live inside the promise, you're going to have to live like you're called. See, a guy that lives like he called, it, can, I, can I hit hard one or two times before I close? I mean, there's some people who just, you know, my mother, when she was still with us, my mother, she's not the person I could go to to get wise counsel. Because no matter what I said, she'd say, you're right. I mean, I'd say anything, and she'd say, I agree. Why? Because I was her favorite child. My mama loved me. And there's a few people in the church that no matter what, if I say, can I hit hard, they go, go for it. <laughs> and I want to talk to the, some of the rest of you guys for just a minute that are real. And just try hard to just, you know, li listen, just know what I want for you is for you to get to the place God's called you to be. But you need to know that it was designed to keep you out of it. And you have to live by faith. You have to live called. You are forgiven. You are chosen by God. You have the blessing of God on your life, but you are going to have to live like you're called. You're going to have to get a different spirit, a different attitude. You're going to have to have a different mindset. You're going to have to say, you know what, from this moment forward, I'm on my way to a blessing. I'm on my way to a breakthrough. I'm on my way to a healing. I'm on my way to a restitution. I'm on my, I'm on my way to have a collision with the promise of God, and I'm not looking for what I can get away with, but I'm going to hear the voice of God, and I'm going to obey Him. And I'm going to tell you something. People that live like they're called, they, they, ain't, they are not sitting around debating whether or not we have to tithe. You know, our, our, our conversation is, where do we stop giving? Need some wisdom here. Don't want to give too much. Don't, don't, don't want to pour out. You know, I, I need to hear from God. It's a different mindset. And you need to shift, you, you, need to, you, need to just, you need to just shift and say, okay, listen, I refuse to settle just to be forgiven. I embrace forgiveness. Thank God for forgiveness. I mean, you got to hear my heart. You got to know that I'm not saying that you shouldn't be thankful for forgiveness. But I'm saying that's the starting point of God life. Man, you, you just got born. Forgiveness just, now you're alive. Don't miss out on the life. Don't miss the life out of, well, I'm not able. It's too hard for me. Baloney. You are more than able. Man, there's churches 
that are going to be birthed in, in, out of people in this room. There's businesses that are going to prosper right here, represented in, in this room. There, there, there's, there, there, I'm telling you, man, there's millionaires in the room that are going to rise up and be a blessing to the community and, 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 to the, and to the kingdom of God. And you're sitting right here, but you can't have that mindset that's afraid to take that step. You know, no, hey, when you come to Jesus, there's a price to pay. What's it called? Everything. If you want to be my disciple, deny your stinking self, pick up that cross, and let's get going. That's what Jesus said. Okay? Yeah, there's a price, but the payoff is stinking amazing. And, and the vision that God has, the, the dream that he has that you're a part of, it, it is an amazing, amazing thing. So you just need to stand boldly and say, okay, today I'll make a decision. There's, there's things in my life that are getting cut off right now. And I will not turn back. I am able. I don't care how tall the giants are. I don't care how thick the walls are. I, I don't care how many voices are speaking against me. I'm going to get a word from God, and I'm going to take that step, and I'm going to move into the thing that God has created me for. It might have been designed to keep me out, but God is determined to get me in. And I'm walking with him. I'm walking with him. I'm walking with him. Hello, somebody. You know what I want you to do? I just want you to close your eyes for just a minute. Close your book. We're going to pray a prayer. And some of you guys, you're, you're in this room today, and the decision needs to be made. And, and, and it's, just, it's just it's a day for a new decision. No, I'm making a decision. I'm going to go for the thing that God's called me for. I, 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 I'm willing to, to recognize and openly admit that changes need to occur in my life. I'm not going to live to see what I can get away with. I'm going to live to accomplish the purposes of God. And if that's you, while other heads are bowed and eyes are closed, but if that's you and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, today I'm making that decision. I am making that decision. I'm never going to be the same again. I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you, right where you are, I just want you to stand to your feet. I just want you to stand up right now and say, yep, this is, the, this is the decision I'm making. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. So cool. Yep, I'm going for it. Pressing into the very things of God. I don't care what anybody thinks, what they say. I'm not living to please them. I'm not trying to win their approval. I'm making a decision today. Change starts now. Well, everybody in this place, pray with us, pray with these who are standing, just pray this simple prayer. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I thank you today that I am forgiven. I thank you today that I am accepted. I thank you today that you are my king. I dedicate my life to you. From this moment forward, I'll never be the same. I have decided to follow Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for giving me power, strength, wisdom, and vision. Use my life for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, church, celebrate today. Come on, somebody, make it louder. Thank you, Lord.
Amen. Hey, just before, you know, Stephen, somebody's going to come up. Just before, I just, want, I just want to mention to you, this week is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is coming. And, and not only is it Valentine's Day, but we have a special event here, and we're going to give some support to the interns. I think you ought to give the interns a big hand right now. I think you ought to just thank them. And there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that the interns do for you that you might, that, that, well, there's, trust me, there's things that they do for you that you don't even know about. You don't even, you know, it just comes, it's done, and they, and they did it, and they serve this body in a very, it, it takes a full-hearted follower of Christ to be an intern, okay? And they do stuff that you wouldn't do, which is why we have to have them come do it. And now we're going to have an event where we're going to support them. And we're going to, you know, and, 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 and it's really to our benefit. I almost don't like doing it this way because we're, we're getting something out of it, and I don't think you should. But they came up with an idea. Let, let's do a fundraiser, and on Valentine's Day, let's provide dinner, a show, comedian, music. Let's put on a big deal for these people, and, and let's give it to them at a price that you couldn't get. Trust me, you can't go get this stuff. It's 100 bucks a couple, or if, if you want to get a table. How much is it for a table? 250, 250, and there's six at the table. So you know, 250, six at the table. And you say, well, well, we just don't believe in celebrating Valentine's Day. Oh, you cheapskate. Oh, I almost said something that was mean. Talk about your previous relationships and why they're gone. But anyways, um, it's not about the dinner. It's about the support. See, I don't think you should get the dinner. I honestly, you know, I wish there was some way. If I and I'm, I'm praying right now, I, I'm believing God for a way to support my family outside of here. Because I really don't think that we ought to get reimbursed for our efforts. I think we're called to this. I actually believe I actually believe you're called to support them. And so today, whether you're coming to the dinner or not, I want to encourage you to go across to the table. And and, 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 and I say this, I just want to be pastoral, and I love you, and I appreciate you, and, and well, we just can't afford $100 to go to a dinner. Uh, okay, well, show them a little support anyways. And if you really can't afford it, but you, were, you, you, you would love to go to the dinner, but you really can't afford it, okay? The first couple that come to me, hold on. I had to check, just got back from vacation. The first couple that gets to me, I'll buy yours. Okay, because it ain't about the money. Now, I don't want no hand clap. Listen to it. It ain't about the money. But I just want to say this openly, publicly. If you're, if you're in any role at all at this church and you're not supporting them and you have no intention to support them, change churches. Because I'm tired of watching them clean up after your lazy self and you not want to show support. Because I watch them all week long work their rear ends off doing anything we ask them to make this place look great, smell great, feel great, be great, and I think we need to support them.